On this episode of Deep Thrones, we discuss Season 2, Episode 4, Garden of Bones. We dissect the chess match between Tywin Lannister and Robb Stark. We explain the importance of all of Tyrion's power moves, and we give a big congrats to Melisandre on the birth of her demon baby, plus many more hilarious segments. Winter is here. Hey, welcome back, guys. This is Season 2, Episode 4 of Deep Thrones. Garden of Bones is the title of the episode. My name's Sims. I got my partner, Sheedy, here. What's up? Hey, how you guys doing? Welcome back to another uh, edition of Deep Thrones. Oh, yeah. So we got... This is going to be an exciting episode because, one, this is probably one of my favorite episodes so far that we've covered. Oh. And, two... There's a ton of, uh, I guess, current events happening right now. The world, guys, is a th- it's a thing. The world is pretty nuts, dude. It's a wild place. Yeah, it's oh, it's always expanding. That, no, that's the universe. My mistake. Yeah, that's the universe. Mixing them up. You're, you you've got the um, ocean. You got the water level confused. Yes, as with well. the world. Yeah, yeah. that's always going up. So what's going on in your world, Chris? What so, is, what are mean, some topics can, you want to discuss? Talk, can we talk about this? Because we're all right. Kanye went to the White House. Right, and that's that was a pretty wild series of events. I mean, unexpected. He he, for, and also oh, very low key. He deleted his Twitter and Instagram after people were heating him for yeah. the uh, for the post with the MAGA hat. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, if I'm Kanye, like you can't take a stance like that and then just like back down and delete. No, you got to go harder. Yeah. He's got to be, his next picture has to be him eating a big old Papa John pizza. <laughs> That's got to be the very next Instagram post. In, in Florida or in something. In Florida, something. yeah. And uh, yeah, I think, you know what I think this stems back to? Hear me out. Remember when he got Taylor Swift on stage and he ripped the mic out of her hands? Oh, yeah. At Obama's next press conference, he called Kanye a jackass. Oh, I think he's oh, still a little salty. Little, yeah, holding a little grudge. A little salty balls yeah. on that one. Little well, chef salty th- balls. You remember the uh, George Bush hates white people um, video? That's true. Yeah. Think of the last can't... three presidents. Only one hasn't curbed him, and that's Donald that's, J. That's Donald J. Donald J. Even, <laughs> that's showbiz, baby. Even Bill probably snuck a finger in Kim K, and he's probably pissed about it. So well, who hasn't done that? No, it's yeah. Me. <laughs> well, I'm waiting. Kim, answer me my text. What what uh what are you mad about this week? What I'm mad about is that we didn't get the Culver's tweet oh, out yeah, there. Yeah. We got to get that. Out. So that's going to be on the next podcast, folks. We will announce the winner of the Culver's tweet. It's uh, we have our reasons. We had to push it back, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm not actually mad about that because right. I'm still excited. So whatever person wins, uh, and by person I mean female wins, I will take the callers if it's a man. Chris, Again, Chris will take 2018. The yeah, yeah. We're we're not going to assume your gender, even if you win. You know, you can show up and be. Yeah, but you do whatever. have to prove to me what gender you are. Whatever way you want to do that. <laughs> Uh, it's up to you. Um, Anything else you want to discuss? Well, there's also some uh, current events going on in the Game of Thrones world. So, Ooh, yes. Um, Sophie Turner just had an interview. Sansa. Sansa, yes. Um, Sansa. <laughs> uh, she had an interview where she was talking about some traditions that she had on set and a little bit off set. Mm-hmm. And um, her and Maisie Williams, who, of course, plays Arya used to have some sleepovers and at Ooh. those sleepovers they would Pillow fights question mark smoke a little marijuana uh-oh and bathe together i guess yeah that's they said they would make up they would like play with makeup brushes in the tub together right yeah they yeah they, who yeah do is that a regular thing that chicks do yeah and it's like it's you got to be careful cuz you can't imagine it if it's like pre season 6 
Oh, you can only yeah. imagine it post season six. <laughs> so no, she really yeah, needs to specify it. what season this was going down, or else it's like you can't. So, yeah, because yeah, you can't, can't enjoy it. You gotta. Yeah. You gotta. Yeah. You gotta we don't. We don't want Chris Hansen in our in my mind. Yeah. 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 What do you plan on doing? <laughs> uh, and along those lines, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, Amelia Clark got three little dragons tattooed on her right wrist, which is oh, cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. You were telling me that. Which really. is, and it looks they're they're not like you know dragon tails dragons or like dragonite. They're the dragons Game from Game of Thrones, Thrones. which dragons. would be weird if she did get Dragonite tattooed I, I, on her is, wrist. Is, is it black or is it like? They're like color? yeah, they're like black. Colors? They're not okay. the colors. They're like black right. silhouettes, but they look like the form of those three dragons, which right. is really cool. And I that's think that's a nice little shout out. I think people um, sometimes actors do this thing where it's like they make a movie and you like love that they're in that movie, and then like you see them in press conferences and they don't seem to care that they were in the movie, mm-hmm. and they're not friends with the people on set. And it was just kind of like, oh, I just they're did trying this. to like separate themselves. Yeah, from but that Game of Thrones thing. actors seem to really buy into how important this was to their careers. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, Amelia Clark and Kit Harrington are over thirty now, so it's like, not I'm not, but what work will ever surpass the importance right. of this for right. their careers? I mean, this is for a lot of people. This will be the pinnacle of their career. I mean, a guy like the actor who plays Tywin, I googled him, and he's done a lot of stage. But this is still like the pinnacle of his entire career. Yeah, and a lot. I mean, when you look at the younger actors on there, all, they've grown up in those roles, so that yeah. uh, you know that kind of defines who they are as a person. Yeah, I, guess. I mean, the only actor on that show who I could give a shit about is whatever the kid who played Rickon. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know his name, but that, no one on set does either. Yeah, <laughs> people were like, "Oh, he's finally getting killed off." Get Thank him out God. Of it. Yeah. Well, oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> but also more current events, um, and we'll get into the reviews right after this. But yeah, don't worry, it's uh, coming. <laughs> on, um, on set, there is a new tool that they have that I guess shoots yes. down drones out of the air, and it's kind of like a it's kind of like a electro electromagnetic pulse, like an EMP sort yeah. of thing. Any COD Modern Warfare two players, yeah. this thing exists. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. I mean. Apparently, it costs like $30,000, I was reading. Wow. And because of that stupid EMP thing, there will be no dire wolves in Season 8. Oh, you think it's... No, there's no way it's... Do you remember they, they said in Season 7 that they didn't like have dire wolves in it because of budget? Right. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. They spent all their budget on the EMP. Oh, yeah. No, actually... I'm uh, sure Season 8, they spared no expense. Yeah, it was it was actually confirmed that... Uh, dire wolves are back? That, Nymeria? Uh, what, no, what's... Uh, Ghost? Well, I don't want to do any spoilers, but dire wolves all back, are back in Season Dire wolves eight. are back. Tiger yeah. Woods and dire wolves. <laughs> <laughs> They're back. Exactly. <laughs> let's hop into this review, man. Hell yeah, let's do it. So, um, to start off here, we have kind of some action in the beginning. We start in the Lannister camp, and there's just two Lannister soldiers chilling and basically discussing kind of what we were talking about with um, who's the best warrior in the Seven Kingdoms. And there's a couple of funny lines here. They're kind of talking about, okay, is it Loras? Is it the mountain? And then um, they hear some shit in the woods, and they kind of like creep up and try to figure out what it is. And then all of a sudden, Grey Wind, of course, Rob Stark's wolf, jumps on the one dude and just rips his guts out. Oh, yeah. And then there's uh, they cut to the... Uh, Wait, he rearranged his guts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> guts being rearranged. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they cut to a post-battle scene, and there's just carnage. There's bodies everywhere. People are screaming. And Rob kind of walks up to one of these people who... Uh, actually, a Lannister soldier who is um, kind of injured. And he got, I got, I don't know, he got an arrow to the leg or something. Yeah, and they're amputating the old game. Yeah, and this nurse is, this nurse is, uh, this field nurse is amputating the leg, and then Rob kind of gets a little smitten with her a little bit. Uh, doesn't really go too far at this point, but 
this this nurse is just very opinionated and talking back and Rob is a king is like okay well this is a little bit different yeah uh, I kind of like this chick a little bit so he's into it yeah she's mean to him and he's like nice yeah. <laughs> he's like I, I don't get this often so yeah. this is pretty tight yeah she um she I mean she has a great line and I'm trying to see uh, it's actually one of my best lines, so I'm going to save oh, it for okay. then. But right. she, it's impo- there's a good scene with her and yeah. to get that uh, intro of a character who will be important down the road. That nurse, mm-hmm. remember her face, because mm-hmm. she is important down the road. And also, before you move on to the next scene, another important character in that scene was uh, Bruce Bolton. Yes. You actually get introduced to him. Uh, and, uh, and he's he's kind of a cold and calculating figure, and he's trying to say, okay, well, let's kill all these Lannister soldiers um, we don't necessarily need, we don't necessarily need to show our attention to the Lannister shoulders. There's a lot of soldiers. There's a lot of, um, or their Northmen. Shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of Northmen who need our attention. So yeah. And, and he actually, uh, mentions to Rob, he's like, you know, where I'm from, we would fillet them, you know, for Intel or just do it for the Did hell you of it. Filet? Filet. Yeah. There's a little it in there. A little filet. Yeah. Bobby filet. <laughs> and, uh, he said, uh, and then, uh, Rob says, well, my dad outlawed that in the North and Ruth Bolton's like, we're not really, we're barely in the North, yeah, you know, right. <laughs> but, um, remember him and he'll come up a little later on in the podcast, Chris, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw you some curveballs there. But, um, so then from there we go to Joffrey kind of fucking with Sansa. He's kind of torturing her a little bit. He's pointing an arrow at her and he's like, your brother's winning all these battles. Are you giving him intel, you know? And, uh, typical Joffrey BS, yeah, being as, an asshole. As if, like, a 13-year-old girl is going to be sending intel. Yeah, like, she has the ability to even have that reach. Right. Um, but it's really just Joffrey being embarrassed because he knows he's losing and he's trying to feel like a man. So he's torturing this poor girl. And Tyrion luckily comes in with the save and he, uh... Some great lines here, too, where he, he goes hard at Joffrey, and oh, he's yeah. like, you know, the last king who pulled this kind of shit, you know, ask your uncle what happened to him. Yeah. And then um, uh, Marin Trant's like, are you threatening the king? And then he's like, Bron, if Marin Trant talks again, kill him. That was a threat. Was I was so just educating good. my nephew. That so was good. so good. So good. Just and um flexing. It's great. And then Tyrion at this point is, like, still not sold on the idea that Joffrey can't be saved. He's like, maybe he can be saved, so we'll buy him some hookers and see if he just needs to nut and get out some frustration. <laughs> so he buys Joffrey uh, these two uh, hookers who've actually been in the series quite a bit. Uh, the redhead Roz from Winterfell mm-hmm. is, like, the main Baelish girl. And then Joffrey, like, borderline, like, it's uh, it's a really bad scene. It's, it's tough to watch. Wouldn't you agree? It really is. I, I've... Of course, I've watched the show multiple times over and over again, and this was just wild. Like, I had to fast forward through this, and I don't fast forward through any of the shit. It's rough it to watch. Bad. He tortures them, and he makes them, like, hit each other, and yeah. he, it's like a it's a weirdly long scene, and I'll be honest with you, Joffrey finally, for me, crossed the line, and this is Chris, if I may, this is how it made me feel watching that scene. Hey, listen, asshole. Listen, you son of a bitch. What the fuck's your problem? You get in my face with that, I'll beat your goddamn ass, you son of a bitch. You piece of shit. You fucking goddamn fucker. Listen, fuckhead. You have fucking crossed the line. Get that through your goddamn fucking head. Stop pushing your shit. And that's, I think, I think that's what we, I think I can throw Joffrey, uh, um, Rickon, and uh, what's the horror wizard? Uh, Shay. Shay. All yeah. of them got to stop pushing their fucking shit. <laughs> Listen, fuckhead. You fucking fucker. <laughs> you know, I again, I don't hate Rickon that much, but uh, well, jo- Joffrey's up there for me. Shay's definitely up there. You know, at least for me, Joffrey brings like a, a, a good um, antagonist to the show. Where The where actor Shay's, does a great job. Oh, in, in, impeccable job. Um, so from there, which was an, a brutal scene, we go to a little bit more uh, lighthearted scene here. Yes. We're in Rinley's camp, 
and Littlefinger actually just arrived to treat with Renly. At this point in time, the terms are kind of ambiguous. They don't really, Littlefinger doesn't really dive into what he, exactly he's asking for of Renly. Um, but it ends up with Littlefinger leaving the tent and walking with Lady Marjorie. Yeah. And Littlefinger's just prying into their sex life, talking about all these rumors about um, yeah. Renly being gay and what whatnot. And Marjorie, Marjorie handles herself well here. Not a lot of people can kind of uh, stay out of Littlefinger's little games, but Marjorie handles this smart, and and uh, she's like, okay, well, apparently the idea of marriage confuses you because the whole point of it is it's it's a wife and a and, you know it's a man and wife, a husband and, and wife, um, and no one else being involved in it. So I thought that was good to actually see Marjorie. You, you get to see some of the intellect out of Marjorie, Marjorie in this scene. Yeah, um, and she definitely stresses that she wants to be, he, she's, he, you know, she's like, well, you know, I want to be, you know, she she wants to be top dog. Right. All right. Oh, yeah. She wants to be high ranking, you can tell from it. Mm-hmm. Her and Baelish's scene kind of confirms that. Baelish definitely is like a grandma who's like, that's a nice boy, you're going to settle <laughs> down with him, and what are your plans, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, Marjorie does a good job of kind of information blocking him right. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which is which a lot of people aren't able to do uh, when they're going mind to mind against Baelish. You know, usually he wins those little uh, confrontations, but she held her own, so that's that's always good. And from there, we finally last episode there was no Khaleesi action. We go uh, across the narrow sea. We are back with Khaleesi's traveling horde of what or what's left of it with the mm-hmm. Dothraki and uh, one of her blood riders uh, or crip riders. I don't know which one this guy was <laughs> arrives back uh the one that kept his head and he has a new horse and everything he says i got this from karth which is just you know it's a few days ride and uh jorah has his hesitations but where are they going to go at this point Mm -hmm. um so they go to karth but karth is notoriously it's like a hard club to get into yeah you need like hot chicks with you and khaleesi isn't looking fresh at this point uh (laughs) so it's a tough club to get into and and i forgot the exact quote but it's like when they close their doors i don't think we've gotten to that uh to the door yet though have we that's true that's a good yeah. point but the thing that jorah says though is like his the stress that the thing that he stresses is he's like you know it's a few days ride but just so you know they say that if they close their doors to you it's a it's a uh, garden seven, of bones, yeah right? garden of bones that's yeah. name of the episode yeah In- invoking the name right there ding, garden ding, of ding, bones ding, ding. wow and that's it we're gonna stop there and- <laughs> <laughs> so that's, we'll see you guys yeah, next that's week it. we're starting a new podcast that's it for this <laughs> Um, and then from there we go to Harrenhal, and this is, you actually, uh, touched on this last week when you said that when they show the opening scene of Harrenhal, it is kind of like an eerie scene. They do a really good job of showing how it's just... One of my favorite set pieces, and I know Harrenhal is probably CGI, but when they're inside mm-hmm. of it, I love Harrenhal. I do. Yeah. Of all the places they go... It's like a haunted go, house, kind of. Yeah, I hope it comes yeah. back in season eight, maybe, makes an appearance, but it's it, so it cool. It's so cool. It might, yeah. It is really cool, though. It's really eerie. It's really creepy in there. There's a lot of people just screaming, being tortured. Um, you get the sense that it just smells like dead bodies in there. Yep. Uh, but Ari, Gendry, and Hot Pie arrive in there, um, and they're obviously being, you know, they're they're captives at this point. So, um, you know, they they're basically seeing all these people dying and stuff. And this is the first time that Ari says her list out, out, out loud. And um, at this point, it's only Joffrey, Cersei, the Hound, and uh, what is his name? Ilan Payne is on that list, but as we know, that The grows. Tickler? Well, not yet. Not yet, because she hasn't met him yet. True. Um, but yeah, but he does go on. He by, gets on that by, list. By the end of this episode, he gets on there. Yeah. 
And from there, we go a uh, good Baelish and Cat scene, where Baelish is then, he's he's got his hand in everything, but he goes to see Cat, and this is a big scene because Cat's pissed because she still thinks Baelish uh, crossed Ned and is the reason mm-hmm. Ned's dead. And Baelish is doing that whole, like, no, I love you, and, you know, I'm trying to help you guys, you don't understand. And Baelish is only trying to help Baelish. He literally right. doesn't have anyone's best intentions except his own. And he, of course, wants, he does want to smang Cat, mm-hmm. and he wants to smang Season 5 Sansa and up. Um, not <laughs> pre-Season 5, right. again, this, right. this, listen. Uh, but he uh, he's a huge fan of Cat, and Cat, like, is threatening him and is going to kill him. It's all just a big fight, and then as a sign of goodwill, he, he has Ned's body. Mm-hmm. Super weird gift, but he gives her a little trunk of Ned goodies, uh, mostly, mostly <laughs> some, some, some Ned, Ned leftovers, some Ned memorabilia, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's not. But like, it's um, for their religion in this world. It is big to bury people where they're supposed to be buried. He's going to oh, be yeah. taken back to Winterfell and buried in the crypt underneath Winterfell, where uh, his sister is. Right. What's and her name? The sister? Ned's sister? Ooh, man! Don't put me on the spot here. Sorry, man. it's a. Uh, Liana. Liana. What if we? What if you never got got it? And we edited it, in and it was yeah, so just, obvious. Her name is Liana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get the producer. We'll edit it. Um, uh, yeah. But uh, no, actually, retweet competition will determine who the producer is. So like, Cat, Cat, and Littlefinger. Um, I don't want to say obviously, but they grew up together um, at at um, River Run. So. This, this is the first time that they've seen each other post-Ned's death, and Cat is just fired up, pulls a knife on him. Uh, just real... I mean, she was ready to kill him at that point if he didn't get out of there. Yeah, the, the knife pulling was surprising, but yeah. she, she straight up was ready to rock. Yeah. Um, and then we go to Heron Hall, and this is where we we catch the, what the torture actually looks like live and up close. So Ari and Hoppy and Gendry wake up to people being chosen by the mountain to get interrogated quote-unquote but it's actually just you're gonna get tortured and killed and um hot pie actually he literally pees his pants which was pretty funny when, oh, yeah. when they were choosing people but um the lannister prison guards are trying to find out about the the brotherhood and at this point we don't really know too much about the brotherhood um but the the main torturer who is named the tickler the tickler uses um what, what's it's like a rat rat bucket point there yeah Rat bucket, bucket torture, which is actually a form of torture that was used in, in the medieval times, which is kind of fucked up. They would set the, they would heat up the bucket attached right. to a person's chest with a rat, and it, what would the rat would get hot so it want to dig out or something? Yeah, exactly. And it would just dig into your stomach and, and eat you. That's crazy. Stomach. They did yeah. that? Those oh, people yeah. back then were out of sight. Oh, man, dude. Um, I got, I'll, I'll uh, give you Everyone some gets all mad because we waterboard a person. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you some recommendations, but I was watching a, a YouTube video with, like, top ten forms of medieval torture, and shit gets weird, dude. Wow, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. I didn't know you watched that kind of stuff. I'm going to write that down. Well, yeah, yeah. You're definitely on an FBI list somewhere. Also, uh, painful tainment. We're actually, this is a, uh, yeah. this is an ad for us. We're getting paid for this. Um, pain, painful tainment is a uh no way associated with culvers but right. keep going <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a it's a one part podcast it's like four hours long um, yeah and it's all about different forms of torture and stuff yeah so and also tub girl what's that all about i think it's a weird porn thing that i was told about once and it's not fun it's kind of along <laughs> the lines of mr hands don't watch it oh, yeah, um right. but so really quickly while we're on the topic of uh advertisements folks again mm-hmm. it's a good space to advertise we will plug it, and we won't even do it in like a shameless way. We're fine with shame. We'll do it. <laughs> we'll wear it on our face if we need to. Sh- shameless up. Yeah, pay 
make fill me with shame. <laughs> <laughs> so where do we go from here? Uh, from here we go. There's a little meeting between Stanless and Stanless, Stannis and Renly, uh, Stanless Steel. Uh, Stannis and Renly are meeting up. <laughs> To discuss their battle that's about to take place. Great it's, scene. It's, it's literally the most line Stannis has in any episode where he's actually like, him and Renly are going tit for tat, cats there. And she's like, if you were my sons, I'd knock your heads together. <laughs> and I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, but they're, they're chit-chatting, a little a little heated. And I think Renly doesn't understand that Stannis is like full blow ready to fuck him up. Oh, yeah. He wants to kill him. And Renly's like, oh, but I have all the people. But Stannis is probably a better military mind. But I think even Absolutely. Stannis knows that... He's severely outnumbered here, but if he can get rid of Renly, mm-hmm. his banner men will flip that, because that it's the Baratheon name. Apart. That's it. It's exactly. the Baratheon name. Renly, I don't think Renly almost is smirking the whole time. He's like, "Oh, it's my brother. He won't kill me." But Stannis, yeah. at this point, is he's sick in the head and he wants power. I mean, he thinks it's a he thinks it's a big game. Renly thinks it's a huge game. He's never been to war before. He's a child of summer. Cat Stark says it. And she's right. I mean, Stannis is someone who's battle tested. He's been in two different wars. Yeah, he's not. He, I mean, he's killed people. I don't even think Renly's killed a man to this point. No. So he's, I mean, in the sack. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's been guts. <laughs> he's been some guts. Uh, but um, but yeah. So I mean, it's I mean, you, you see this uh, kind of polarity between the two of them, and yeah. Stannis is literally ready to throw hands, and Renly still at this point, it's a joke. Renly burns him like twice, and Stannis is like, "Listen, fuckhead." <laughs> Stannis talks more in this episode than he does in any episode, so you got to enjoy it because from here on out, it's mostly just crazy looks and crazy hair, just grunts. He's just like, Ugh. but uh, I also like when he's he is a good line. He says to Cat, he's like, you know, your husband before he died threw his support behind me, right? And you're behind Renly, yeah, you know. And she didn't really, she didn't really have an answer for that, but um, she also wasn't expecting for Stannis to show up. I mean. She was sent to treat with Renly and get Renly on, on Rob's side or at least make common cause. Yeah. She did not expect to have to deal with treating, yeah. with, treating with Stannis at that same time. And that's important to remember, too, that Rob has no aspirations for the Iron Throne. They're, right. The North just wants to be independent at this point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And um, also a really funny line here, and it was from uh, – it was Melisandre was talking to Renly. And she goes, uh, Stannis was born amidst salt and smoke and – He's the uh, Azor High reborn and all this. And Renly goes, born amidst salt and smoke. Is he a ham? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I, I, I crack up every time. Hits him, with that, that. hits him with that Christmas food. <laughs> yeah. But this, I mean, this again, this is one of my favorite scenes because it's the first time that you get a major clash of yeah. of very important characters and huge armies. Face to face. Implications, yeah. The the implications because of the implication. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Stannis was getting he was getting wrecked in that scene though. Oh, Renly yeah. had some lines, man. Yeah. Renly has bars. He's all he's all talk though, man. He is all, talk. all talk. That's true. Um, from there we go to Karth or Karth, however you want to say it. I'll say Karth. Yeah, they they in the show they say Karth, so I'm gonna say Karth. Um, They're British. But we get to the Karth city gates, and Danny arrives with what's left of her Kalisar, and the the thirteen, um, which is essentially the rulers of Karth. They meet her outside, and one of the Spice Kings. Karth. Excuse me. One of uh, one of the Spice Lords likes talks talks to her and demands to see the dragons before they let her in. And of course, she's not willing to just you know put her dragons out there. Can't whip it out on the first date. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, you don't know who these people are. They show up with armed guards outside. Also, they just... they're super fucking weird. Yeah. I think even Jorah's like, "What the fuck are yeah. these guys up?" They're there? like the greatest city that ever was or ever will be. 
He's like, I'm just, my name's too long to mention. I'm a trader of spices. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? But, uh, so anyways, it, it, there's all this buildup, and you think that Danny's going to get left outside, but then uh, one of the 13 steps up. His name's Zarozone Doxus. Well, all their names are hard to say. Yeah. Um, I like Trader of Spices. That's my favorite name. <laughs> well, this was a different guy, though. Um, it and is. He steps up and he, and he vouches for Danny and says, all right, they can get in. I'm he evokes else. some old law that allows yeah. him to take anyone in. And the other guy's like, well, it's on your head. He's like, yeah. You know, that's exactly. like he's that kind of guy. And then they get in. And obviously that guy has intentions, too. Everyone oh, has yeah. got their own mind. And they open the doors to Karth. Again, very beautiful uh, set. It's not a set. This is probably CGI, but it's stunningly beautiful. Uh, and you can see that this is a beautiful city, but again, they are fucking weird. Yeah, Everyone, and yeah, I think yeah. like that warlock dude, I don't fucks with him. Yeah, nah. Piat P- P- Pri, I think is his name. Yeah, he's Pi- got blue lips. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, he's a. He's, he looks like Mega Mind. He's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. Uh, and from there, we go back to Heron Hall, and now Gendry is selected by the mountain. Right. Yeah. And it's very his, intense scene. And you and like Arya's freaking out because she like. Ari at this point like isn't into boys, but she like was like, but if I'm gonna get it, it's gonna be from him. <laughs> you know how girls do that. They got they got their their ways. Uh, but, See, I don't know. I don't know about all that, but I never had sisters. You had sisters, so maybe you know. I don't know. I just feel like she like she's kind of like oh, he's on the back burner just in case. Mm-hmm. You know, that no problem. That no problem. But I think I think she likes Kendry and everyone on Instagram. You see like those tweet or those, those instas. That's like. The reunion I'm waiting for. Oh, it's yeah. But, like, yeah. she's so stoic now that she's not going to... They're not going to smang in season eight. I don't think they'll smang, but I think they will have a very touching moment. Good enough uh, for a poke. <laughs> it's, it's same, same with uh, John. John and Arya. It's going to be a great... Yeah. Well, and then John will talk to Bran. And, oh, yeah, yeah that's so. true. That's true. Well, Anyways. this is just hearsay. <laughs> we'll edit it. Iron Islands lose. Um, but, so... The back at Hall, Gendry is like, they're putting the rat on him, and he's like about to be fucked up. And then I don't know where Tywin runs in. And they're all, and like, you could tell the torturers are like shit. Because Tywin's not about that shit. He's He's a respectful, like, he'll execute people, but he's like, he's a a man. He's a good leader, and he said, he's like, you know, what the fuck is this? You know, and he's like looking around, and he's like, we have good boys here that can build things. And he looks at Gendry being tortured, and he goes, what are you, you got any skills? And he's like, I'm a a smith. And he's like, looking at the guys, and he's like, you guys are idiots. And then he takes all these people, and he uses them for labor. And uh, even Arya, he's like, what about him? And they're like, oh, well, he's just another boy. And he's like, shows how dumb you are. That's a girl. And she's like, and she's now my cupbearer. Yeah. Which is scary for Arya because no one knows she's a Stark. And this is not just a Lannister. It's the fucking Lannister, right. Tywin Lannister. Uh, and, I mean, not to... What's I mean, war, war is be- brutal, right? I mean, people die all the time. People are getting tortured all the time. But Tywin... Like you said, is down with executing people. Is probably down with torturing people if he needs to get info. But everything he does is calculated. And it's done. It's done for a purpose. And it doesn't make any sense to just kill people, and you're not even getting any intel out of it. And they could be working and and you know free labor for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he comes in and straightens that straightens that situation out. From there, we go to King's Landing and the Red Keep. And Lancel, <laughs> our favorite character, Lancel Lance, Lancel, Lancer, Lancel, what a boy. Lancel Lan is Lancey Lan, <laughs> LL, LL <laughs> Cool J, LL Cool J, fucking making demands of Tyrion, and uh, he, I mean, he feels like he's hot shit at this point. I mean, Lancel's smacking the nice. queen, cold diarrhea, baby. He's, he just became a knight, like all this shit, and Tyrion's just kind of chuckling. He's like, 
He's like, uh, well, you know, I, I mean, I, tell Cersei I'll do what I tell her to. But then he starts, like, interrogating Lancel and asking, you you know, you're coming from her room pretty late right now. Like, what's going on? What are you doing? Yeah, what's going on there? You smell like fish. What's yeah. happening? <laughs> so so uh, basically Tyrion just threatens um, Lancel by saying, okay, I know that you're having sex with Cersei and I'm going to tell Joffrey and you're going to die. And Lancel's like, oh, my God, please don't say anything. I'll leave right now. And Tyrion's like, no, no, you won't leave. You'll keep doing what you're doing, but you're going to be a spy for me. You're going to be an informant for me. You're going to tell me everything Cersei does. Exactly. Yeah. And and he's, and he's he also said that you're also going to make it seem like I'm always cooperating with Cersei, um, no matter what kind of outrageous demand she makes. Yeah. Um, and if not... You're, you're Say goodbye to that little hat. Yeah, <laughs> the little painter's hat. So yeah, so that was again Tyrion uh, using his uh, puppet strings. Vent, vent, ventriloquist. Wow, <laughs> you should have saying that shit. You dude. guys should have seen his face. He <laughs> just went cross out. I, I honestly think I had many strokes on. I was saying that. I gotta go fucking change my pants, dude. Shit. Op draws. <laughs> um, and then from there, there's a quick little scene between Stannis and Davos where Stannis is like, yo, I need you to smuggle the red woman onto the land. Do you still got your smuggling skills? And Davos is like, yo, you chopped my fingers off because of that, but now you want me to go on land with her? Like, and Davos' whole thing is like, don't give in to this lady. She's, yeah. you know, kind of a witch, uh, worships a god that the Baratheons do not worship. But Davos, again, being a good, being a good soldier, he, he takes the red woman to land. The red woman is with Davos, and Davos is like trying to get this chain fence open. He's like, ah, it's blocked off. And he turns around, and the red woman just busts out yeah. everything, just takes off her clothes. Again, she literally just wears a robe all day, and it's, <laughs> she's ready to bust open any time. And then, well, she actually kind of goes like spread eagle a little bit too when she when she she's goes pregnant out of nowhere yeah. and gives mm-hmm. birth to a full grown demon baby. A little, yeah, a little a demon baby that looks like Stannis. And um, so yeah, so basically, um, one thing I just wanted to point out in that in in what you were talking about there, um, Davos is one of the few characters in Game of Thrones that is not self interested. Mm-hmm. The only thing that he cares about is the welfare of Stannis. And when he's, you know, I mean, he's still going to do what Stannis says because he's devout and loyal to him. Um, But he knows what's in Stannis' best interest and doing the shit that Melisandre says is definitely not in his best interest. Correct. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to add that in there. But other than that, yeah, she has birth. It's important to note, I think. Mm -hmm. So that was the episode. Garden of Bones, Season 2, Episode 4 of Deep Thrones. Pretty great episode. Yeah, I think it was a great episode. Um, I think the ratings will be... I think there will be very few rating fights this week. Okay. If any. Okay. Well, don't look at my notes. Yeah, I'll um, I'll start off because you did the rating first last week. That's right. I started the segments off last week. So I was going to give this one a a 7.5. Okay. But what put me over the edge was there was no Shay in this episode. So I gave it an 8. Wow. Um, so, I mean, this episode has everything you're looking for. It's got a battle in the very beginning. It's got torture going on. There's there's a ton of political um, happenings going on. There's brotherly love between Stannis and Renly. And a, kind of a nerd thing, but there's new locations. The world opens up a little bit. 
Um, Karth is added, and Heron Hall. Hall is added. So that was pretty neat. That's right, Molly Sandra's guts <laughs> added. <laughs> yeah, and actually, um, and Storm's End was added. They don't necessarily like mention it, but that's where that that's where Renly's camp, that's where Renly and Stannis were meeting. Was actually outside of Storm's End. So fantastic. So you're yeah. not going to believe this, but I wrote really solid episode, great dialogue and action, and I also had Nate, mm. but I totally forgot there was no Shay. So I also will knock mine up a half, <laughs> eight and a half for your boy. <laughs> Nice, dude. That that Shea spread, man. You gotta yeah. That Shea oh, Vegas is like over under. <laughs> no Shea, eight and a half. Uh, she's not. I mean, she's she will be really important later on, just because of one thing she does. But just like mm-hmm. I find her scenes to be boring. Like Bran, at this point, I enjoy, uh, which is for me, Bran. It's really hit and miss with him. But Shea, yeah. I never enjoy. I never. It's always, and I think it's the way she talks. Someone I mean, told me she used to do porno. I don't know if that's true. Is that one of those rumors? I don't, I don't know if that's true, but I mean, I, I, again, I don't know. That could be true. But I'll have to Google it. Regardless, I mean, it's just everything. Her whole character just is detrimental to Tyrion, and Tyrion's one of my favorite characters in the show, so that's why I don't. And he's a very smart about. character, but I think he's letting his little head think for oh, his big yeah. head on this one. Oh, yeah. Well, he's got two little heads. I mean, it's, it's, his head is still little in comparison to normal people heads i think his head still is pretty big yeah actually that's a good point <laughs> he's got kind of a big head <laughs> let's get oh, let's get the let's get george on it let's get george on the horn let's get george, a head guy can you confirm let's, we got a head guy he's gonna get on it um all right so our first segment best uh, line slash yas second queen segment best uh, line well, yas queen okay well uh, be, best line yas queen you can start this one yeah off. i'll start this well I kind of had, like, I, this episode has so much good dialogue that I wrote so much shit down. It does. So I'm just going to run through it real quick. Okay. For a Yas Queen, um, this was uh, those uh, Lannister camp guys talking about Loras at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And they said, and it was about his knife skills. Oh, that, that was bad. mine, too. Uh, that was mine, too. Oh, should I skip it, then? No, well, oh, okay. no. Just I actually don't have another, do I have another? Yeah, no, I don't have another Yas Queen. So it says, um, like, how good can he be? Or, or, so they're talking about Loras, right? Yeah, what do you have? So so these two Lannister soldiers, they're talking about who's the best warrior in the Seven Kingdoms, and one of them says Loras, and the other one says, well, how good could he be? He's been stabbing Renly Baratheon for years, and Renly ain't dead. No! <laughs> Burn! That's, That's a great line. That is a great line. Oh, and my other Yas Queen I got. Here it goes. It was, uh, um, Bron, the next time Sir Marin speaks, kill him. Such threat. a great line. So good. And then he's like, that was, that a, was threat. a threat. That was yeah, a threat. That's so yeah, good. He's like, I was merely educating my dad. <laughs> and then my best line was Rob to the nurse. Uh, he was lucky you were here. And her response, he was unlucky you were. Mm. And Rob kind of like smirks. I would have been fucking pissed. I'm like, this is war. Listen, yeah. fucking fuckhead. <laughs> yeah, first, yeah, she's also, at this point, she's pretty annoying as well. I mean, I don't know, but also it's dumb of Rob to just be like walking up to a random field nurse as a king and trying to help with, with amputate the a Lannister leg. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's going amputate on? Amputate his throat. You, th- you have better things to be doing than Bruce Bolton was right that. about that. Oh yeah, I totally agree with Bruce Bolton yeah. there. I mean, it's standard. It's standard uh, Stark honor, honorable bullshit. discharge. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, so my best line was. The high road's pretty, but you'll have a hard time walking your army down it. And that was uh, Bruce Bolton to Rob Stark. Not wrong. And he, yeah, not definitely not wrong. Pretty right. And then my Yas Queen, I told you, was was the same one you did. But I also had an honorable mention. Ooh, mention it honorably. Um, and let me see if I can find it because... 
Okay, yeah. So my honorable mention here was uh, Bron talking to Tyrion, and it was when they were talking about Joff maybe needs to get his rocks off and stuff. Oh, yeah. Great and he, line. And he goes, you know, maybe maybe Joff just needs to get some stress out, but but there's no cure for being a cunt. I had that. I had that. That's the other one I wanted to write down. There's no cure for being a cunt. Yeah, so. True. Also, yeah. Also, True. not wrong. Not right? wrong. Oh, facts only. Mm-hmm. Facts and vaheens. Bob's and Beans. Bob's and Beans. They're ripping in the tear. And then, uh, so hottest moment, next segment here. Hottest moment? Do you want to go first? Go first. Yeah, I'll, I'll start this one off. So my hottest moment was when uh, little Lancey Land tries to... Uh, uh, fucking Lancel. Tries to make demands from Tyrion, and Tyrion absolutely bodies him. Just like, he's like, oh, you, you really want to do this, Lancel? And just ends up like having Lancel get on his knees and begging for forgiveness and shit. And now Lancel's an informant for Tyrion. Yeah, Tyrion gave it to him good. He, yeah. he hit him with the old... That's folks... That's a classic case of the old switcheroo. <laughs> You'd love it. That's a, a fantastic thing. That, oh, oh, go okay. ahead, please. Well, please. No, well no, the please. way that they filmed that scene, like Tyrion, of course, is pouring a glass of wine, and they they just like show Tyrion's face, and like you kind of see the silhouette of Lancel in the back when he's yeah. talking. But Tyrion's just got a smirk on his face the whole time, like Lancel's demanding this shit. It's, he almost gets like a little Mister Grinch, a little Mister Grinch smirk, you know? Yeah, it's a, a little, little kind of. It's a little <laughs> like, ooh, Christmas is mine. <laughs> Um, and my hottest moment is Arya has begun making her list. Oh, Every nice. night now she goes to bed and she starts listing the names of potential people that she wants to kill. And that, folks, is it's a great moment. Very and, important. Uh, and by season, we'll say six, you can really have a lot of fun with Arya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and then uh, next, next segment? WHM. Oh, yeah, Westeros History Minute. You just looked at me scared. Did you not prepare? I did prepare actually. What is it? You usually will give me a little heads, a little hint as to what it is. I don't. What is it? This one? Uh, so this one, I, I mean, it, it's it's also another shorter one, a little bit, um, because a lot of the action in this in this episode, I mean, we're pretty familiar with uh, most of the background and everything, right? So um, one of the new locations I figured I'd cover, um, Koth or Quarth, however you want to say it. We'll just go with Karth. <laughs> Karth, yeah, sure. Um, so, I, I, Karth is actually a port city, right? Um, it's in Essos, and it's one of the only cities right on the edge of the Red Waste, which is like the huge desert that Danny and her Kalasar were going through. Um, the location makes it a gateway between the western cities and, and the far east. Um, the western cities starting with Slaver's Bay and then going all the way to, you know, like King's Landing. And then the east being Ashai and the Shadowlands and Yi and all those places. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, but... It's surrounded by three walls, and these three walls are actually one of the nine wonders of the known world in, in, in uh, Game of Thrones world. They get higher as you go in. So the first one's like 40 feet, the second one's 60 feet, and the third one's 80, 80 feet. So these things are massive, um, and, and they, they're they covered in head from head to toe in, in different, um, different like paintings and things like that. So oh. really cool uh, art wonder there, and really cool art. The people in Karth are known for their politeness and sophistication. Weirdness. Um, and, and passion. I mean, they're, they're weird people. It's customary there to cry when you're, like, having a very emotional, like, talk. So, like, if, if you and I were to start arguing about something I really cared about, like, if, if I was Karthine, I would start crying to let you know I was serious. So it's some pretty... Uh, Pretty pretty weird stuff there. That is weird. Um, and then the of course the thirteen are the rulers of Karth, but in the books the thirteen are just one of actually four dominating factions um, in Karth. And but you know they're all combined in the show to kind of simplify things. 
But um, yeah, so that's all I've got for cars. They're um, so weird. It is weird, but uh, it's interesting, and it's uh, it's nice that it's considered one of the wonders of the world. It is a very beautiful city. Yeah, and, and, uh, and it kept it kept uh, Danny from dying. So that's pretty mm, neat. It's important for me. That's yeah. big because if she died, I probably would have stopped watching. And there would have been no dragons. So right, yeah. right, and there would have been none of that sweet, sweet Khaleesi. <laughs> so even bigger. Um, so Thrones for Dummies this week, we touched a lot on him, Bruce Bolton. Tell me a little bit about Roose Bolton. Where is he from? What's his sigil? What's all that shit? All right. So um, Roose Bolton is the current lord of House Bolton, obviously. Their castle is called the Dreadfort, which is a pretty cool name. It's, I mean, it's kind of creepy. I wouldn't want to fuck with people from the Dreadfort. Um, their, no. their sigil is a flayed man, and their words are, our blades are sharp, which aren't really ever mentioned in the show. Uh, but our clothes are sharper. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll have a moment of silence. Moment of silence for that joke. Not my best. Not my not, best. Not it's, your a, best. it's a four out of ten. But, sorry. All right. I'll, uh, but it's the second most powerful house in the north, and uh, they used to rule as actually kings in the north and shared rule with some of the Stark kings a long time ago. But the Starks eventually took over. So they had this long history of warring with the Starks and, and insubordination as underlings of the Starks. Which was what forced them to give up their practice of flaying people, but you know they they, they still do they it. still do it. They, they, but think about this: the dread fort flaying, so they're kind of a sick fuck. Group. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I, you would not want to fuck with these people. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you know, if I was this, if the Starks weren't so honorable, like if if Tywin Lannister or someone were the overlords of these people, I'm sure they probably would have been like wiped off. Their line, their bloodline would have been wiped out a while. Yeah, they would have spanked them. Yeah, they would have given exactly. them a lesson. Exactly. But, These guys uh, are, yeah, they're kind of, they're, they're, they're sick. Yeah. And, and Bruce Bolton is actually one of my favorite characters in the books, not so much in the show. Um, but he was a veteran of Robert's Rebellion and, and of course was on Ned's side during that. And, uh, so he's actually, you know, he's a tried and tested warrior. Um, and he has some good input to give to Rob, but Rob always, uh, kind of just shoots it down. Yeah. Rob, I think is right now he's getting stuck in his own, uh, What's the expression? Mythos, maybe, or whatever it is, is ethos, where it's like you're, he's like buying into the bullshit people are saying about oh, him. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I have won a head. bunch, and I don't need to listen to these older guys because I'm the one who's doing it. You right. know, I can go and finger this nurse and <laughs> not listen right. to any of these guys because I'm beating Tywin Lannister. And even Tywin, he's frustrated in his meetings, but he's not sure. He knows mm-hmm. that you just. You stay the course. Eventually, the young wolf will slip up. Exactly. I think is kind of the mindset they have. I think I think Tyrone Lannister at this point is more concerned about his other battle fronts than he is really with Robs. I mean, he's got Renly to the south. He's got Stannis to the east. Those two to bring me them are both together. Threats. You got juking all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, those are bigger threats than than Rob is. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I, I think Stannis has to know that Tywin. Or, I'm sorry, that Tywin has to know that Stannis is the bigger threat. Right. But I think they can't ignore the wins. Yeah, of course, right. Yeah, yeah. it's. I think Tywin feels... I think he's probably a little nervous altogether. Yeah. I mean, they make jokes uh, in the future about, like, oh, well, you know, whatever. It's just a young wolf. He's dumb. But once a guy keeps winning... Right. You know. Yeah, it seems hot. It seems hot. You don't leave a table when you're on a heater, folks. You don't do it. True. Uh, Want to get George a date? 
Yeah, let's go with Snack of a Date. Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, I don't think mine is great this week. Okay. So we'll end with yours, which I sh- I'm sure will be a banger. Mine's sure. actually not great either. Ten out of ten. We'll, well, it's tough because he's 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 not desirable. So it's, it's yeah. I would I would date George. Okay, well, then next week I know who mine. <laughs> All right, put your money where your mouth is, boys. Uh, so get George a date. My date for George, um, since he loves British people and he loves queens, is Queen Elizabeth. Oh, okay. She's still alive. Uh, she is. <laughs> so she is a sturdy rock that can kind of be like the, you know, the um, the roots. And he's kind of a wild child. You know, George likes to get out and he likes to drink. And you ever seen his to... pictures from the 70s? He yeah. had like a hard oh, yeah. mullet. And he's oh, got the, yeah. yeah. Oh, he had man. a hard mullet. Uh, and, and she kind of will, she'll, you know, she can kind of, when he comes home at night, she'll smack him around a little bit and be like, hey, you got to finish this book. Like you got to stop doing coke with Kit. You gotta get home. You gotta <laughs> kick this shit into high gear, and she'll help him. And he loves British people, and he loves royalty, so oh, that's yeah. perfect for him. And 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 it's definitely not a sexual thing because both of their pumping days are behind them. It's it's it's, it's a purely um, power power couple. It's right a power there. couple. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine King be. George? That's a, oh my god, that's a kingly name. Yeah, it King is King George. He actually based a lot of the. Well, actually, did you know this? The, oh. ma- the map of Westeros is just a map of um, of England or Britain flipped upside down with like Ireland like attached to the top or something like that. Wow. Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to look at the two maps and put it together. But yeah, that's, he settled six hundred years of British and Irish relations. <laughs> yeah. One spells good for yeah. him. See, that's why we need George in the yeah, get him, the yeah. Buckingham Palace. <laughs> get him in there. My date is uh, again another advertisement plug here. Um, Aladdin. Because oh, wow. Aladdin's actually coming out with a live action movie soon when The Rock's going to be in it. He's playing Aladdin? I don't know if he's actually playing he's Aladdin. A he's a little He's the genie. He's the genie. Oh, wow. Yeah. This could or be wait, fun. no. Will Smith is a genie. I don't know. Anyways. Is The Rock Jafar? I don't know. But maybe The Rock's not even in it. Maybe I got him and then Will Smith confused. <laughs> Very bad, similar. Bad advertisement. Wow. <laughs> We're not getting paid for this well, one. You fucking racist. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so Aladdin's making a live action movie, so everyone go see it. It's going to be tight. Um, Aladdin's great. But yeah, and Aladdin also is kind of a fantasy world, and George, we, as we know, is into that stuff. So. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Um, and also, quick shout out to Robin Williams. He was the original voice of the genie, and I love him. So, R.I.P. Yeah. Robin. R.I.P. R.I.P. Big fan of the podcast he was. Uh, but I love that. That's a good one. Aladdin. So the cartoon Aladdin or the live action Aladdin? Who should George date? I think the cartoon Aladdin. I, I mean, I would go live action because it's kind of a toss because I don't yeah. know who it's going to be. So that'd be I cool. don't mean to be a dick, but do you think the magic carpet would be able to fly with George and Aladdin on it? Well, it, it wouldn't with, get off the it, ground. It flew with Jasmine and Aladdin on it. Right. So, you say, <laughs> so George is like three to four Jasmines. <laughs> I can show you the world. Well, dude, muscle weighs more than fat, and Jasmine was pretty jacked. So maybe, maybe George. Didn't <laughs> yeah, but that. there has to be equal parts muscle to fat. George is plenty fat. Yeah, true. Good point. Yeah. Good point. There, you know, there's an old rumor that the original Aladdin. If you listen at one point, you can hear them say, good teenagers, take off your clothes. You know, there's those old rumors that in Disney yeah, movies, they, they like slide some stuff I, in there. I have it on VHS, and it's the original VHS where you hear it, and you, I turn it up and listen, and it's just it's just mumbled garbage, and it it kind of sounds like you could make it out to be that, but it's not. Yeah. It's all bullshit, folks. I mean, people always, people like say that stuff when you like play songs backwards and you hear like messages from the devil and shit. Yeah. You never hear about that. that just, those people are just insane. Yeah. <laughs> those people do yeah. that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 
Good point. Good point, um, good point about about devils. <laughs> next segment here, unnecessary tatas. Uh, my unnecessary tatas, if you don't mind if I go first, was mm-hmm. uh, Joffrey's terrible torture scene of the prostitutes. Mm-hmm. He's gone full lunatic. Uh, and, you know, I want to rumble with this guy. I want I want a little one-on-one time with Joffrey. I want to tell him my, my, my opinion on things. I'm going to beat his ass. He's going to catch those he's hands. He's going to catch these hands. I've had enough of him. Uh, and he's going to hear about it. He's going to get a strongly worded letter. Listen, listen fucker. Yeah, fucker, fucking fuckhead. <laughs> I think, you know, the scene really is uncomfortable, but it's just, he's such a little prick. Yeah. And he needs to get sauced up. I mean, he took something that could have just been a simple good time had by all and turned it into a sadistic torture scene. Like, you see two hookers. My last thought is, let's get this let's big beat old, him up. Yeah, let's beat him. My thought is like... How am I going to last? <laughs> How am I going to make this work? <laughs> That's my yeah. initial thoughts. Like, I'm going to need some horror wizardry. <laughs> good good point. Good point good, about wizardry. Good, good answer. Good answer. Survey says. Uh, my unnecessary titties was when um, Talisa, or Taliza, however you say it, it's it's the field nurse that Rob likes, oh, saws off the Lannister soldier's leg. Yeah. That was not okay. No. Because he's just screaming, they shove something in his mouth, and it's just, you hear the sawing, kind of gross. And he actually didn't want it to happen. Yeah, no, he was begging so, for them not which, to like, do I'm it. pretty sure by law, you have if someone denies health, you can't do it. Oh, yeah, by, by law in, in the medieval fantasy world. Well, ever since Obamacare, I guess anything goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's insured. He, that that, that soldier's insured. No way. Sure. He does not have insurance. <laughs> We're paying for that, Chris. All of us. <laughs> This is why Kanye's at the White House. It's straighten this shit up. <laughs> Listen, he hasn't had a hit since graduation, and he doesn't have enough money to pay for all our health care. Dude, they, I mean, people people listen to that. What's that song? Like, I'm a sick fuck. I like it. Or, I'm a, yeah, I'm a sick fuck. I like You're a quick fuck or whatever. Yeah, whatever. I love it. Yeah, stupid. I heard I that, hate that, that song, song was written for, like, a porn award show. I don't know. It's it's garbage. Is that the one where they're in the weird suits? Yeah. yeah. I'll be honest with you. Kanye went from, like, a really good rapper to a sideshow, in my opinion. Yeah, well, Still, I mean, that's what happens when you get involved in the Kardashian family. I mean, yeah. Like, there's guys like Jay-Z and Eminem who've been around since the 90s, and all they do is pump out work. Yeah. And, like, Diddy, they get involved in, like, producing and just keep making right. money. And then there's guys like Kanye who do God knows what. He's You know what he's on? The, the wrong, wrong stuff. <laughs> Ambient. Could have been a crackhead. Got some hold of the wrong stuff. Did you see Papa John's as a new uh, ambient pizza? It's just all it's ambient <laughs> toppings in a little pepperoni. It's the uh, ambient lovers. Yeah, it's the white lovers pizza. <laughs> um, oh, right, trial by combat. Trial by combat. One of my favorite segments, folks. I'm keeping the sheety originals coming. Uh, Hell yeah! So keep in mind that over the course of 80 episodes, the three non-sheety originals will be remembered but uh it's gonna be hard to come up with them so get ready they'll get a little out there i think if i've proven anything it's that for people who don't know me listening to this and for people who do know me, i'm a little weird yeah and that's okay you're a sick fuck i'm a sick fuck i like (laughs) i like a thick suck (laughs) um but this one uh this is part of my anthology series much like american horror story uh, this is part of my Porta Potty Boys anthology series, and this okay. is called um, what's it called? I'm find the title. Oh, the title is simply Sock Boys. Okay. This is about all those good boys that wear socks all the time. Uh, what? So it's a, it's a show about boys wearing socks at all costs. That's the tagline. Uh, um, you know, it's guys who wear socks with sandals. Uh, they wear socks during sex. They wear socks at grandma's funeral. They wear socks to the beach. Socks to the beach. Socks to the Trump rally. No matter what, they got those high top socks on. Uh, and it's, um, uh, 
It takes a little more to be a champion, dude. You got you got to wear those champion those white champion socks with your New Balances. Yeah, and yeah. socks. I feel like they're making a comeback. And like, listen, socks are just like a funny thing. You ever see a dude wearing socks really high up, and you're like, "What's his deal?" Whoa. I think sock boys. Right. This is just about boys who have fun. Yeah, like you. You got I got ankle socks on. You got the high top, but like high tops with jeans are fine. Like if you were like wearing sandals and like a pair of cargo shorts, people would have questions. Well, and people don't wear cargo shorts anymore. Socks, male socks during sex, yes or no? Hard yes. I'm not going to. We're going to have to put gonna the, the, the next poll we're putting up, girls. Tell us what you think. I feel like people are adventurous nowadays, but that's like a hard no for most people. Um, I mean, I, I personally, I would say there was a point in time in my life where I did wear socks during sex. But yeah. That yeah. that point in time is yeah. long past. If I ever have sex, I'm gonna consider wearing <laughs> sex. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, I mean, so- yeah, dude, socks are wild, man. But yeah, people are adventurous. You can be like, can I can I put my ball in your ear? And they'd be like, yeah. And they'll be, like, can I do it while wearing socks? And they'd be like, hell no. <laughs> Hard cut off. Nope. <laughs> dude, yeah. Or uh, so, hand socks. Those hand are socks. pretty wild. And this too. I'm actually thinking is more a reality show. So it's just about like documenting their boys, their sock the sock boys, yeah. Okay, Happy boys, I, uh, and like, and also those socks that are like that have fingers, you know, like the gloves. Oh socks. yeah, yeah. Oh, those you ever are, see people wear those? Real, what are their deal, dude? Well, the, have you seen like the little shoes with the fingers? Those, yes. Yeah, the toe How fingers. How do you live that way? Oh, oh man, those are weird. If God didn't want them next to each other, they wouldn't be next to each other. <laughs> That's my opinion on the matter. There are some weird socks out there, man. You see some things. There's well, I like it, those uh, girls with socks though. How about the socks with the with the grips on the bottom? You remember those? Like, when you're I had kid? a pair of those. Yeah. I still have those. those. I have like those. You know, with the weather changing, folks, can be time to bust out those big wool socks. Oh yeah. Socks when you sleep, hard no. No chance. No, no. no. Chance. This is but sock boys. They'll wear them when they sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sock boys. So the, those sock boys do wear them. You, when but they sleep. no chance. If you wear socks when you sleep, I assume you murder people. That's a, that's a fair assumption. You don't. It's a. You have to be a psycho. That's a fair assumption. But girls with girls in like those high socks. Oh man, that's a thing. Yeah, that's something. That, I, that's a real. I'll that's a real my, life thing. I'll give that its due diligence. It, it do be like that sometimes. It do be like this. <laughs> <laughs> that's showbiz, baby. That's showbiz, baby. We're getting all the time uh, yeah. yeah, but that's okay. So this show is a ten out of ten. Yeah, I would. Okay, I mean, sock boys. I can get down with sock boys. Listen, it's, at, at yeah. this point, you you you've been going up consistently from legal jannies. Like I, I mean, um, listen, I think we need to. Can we do a poll on the Deep Thrones Twitter this weekend, saying just is legal jannies good? Yes, no, uh, and let the fans decide. Okay, because Dan, but, our good friend Dan, who's been one of my, our, my best friends since high school, has been a good friend of ours. Um, Told me that he just got into the podcast because he just finished the show. He said he actually liked Legal Jannies. Okay. Well, and I think Dan is a good target demo. He's such an average, you know, like a good man. <laughs> You're just going to say he's an average guy. I mean, he's like an American. Such he's an such an guy. American, you know? Okay, Here, here's what we'll do. That's the, that's the Nielsen. He's a Nielsen guy, here's, you know what I mean? I, I like this idea better. What we'll do is we'll put up a poll, one of those four, one of those four ABCD uh, polls and it'll be and it'll be your shitty originals, originals okay. and the people can vote on which ones they like the best. Okay, well, legal jannies has to be one because yeah, we'll, we'll put it on there. Yeah, fish fuckers will be up there. Fish uh, the smoker and the smoker Joker's got to be on there. Uh, what was the one you did last week? Because that one was good as well. Last like week one. was um, 
Oh, that was uh, Stations of a Boss? Yeah, Stations <laughs> of a Boss. But you love uh, great stuff. Um, uh, Porta Potty Boys. Porta Potty Boys Porta, is great. Porta Potty. We could do a couple different ones. You, yeah. you got, you've got a few out a couple, there. A couple so. good ones. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Legal Jannies, I don't think, will get the love on Twitter if you put it up with Smoker and the Joker and Fishfuckers. No, because it's and not good. Stations of a Boss. Well, no, it's just those were so good. Okay. For every modern family, there's, you know... A couple shows that you know there's a big there's a Bob's theory. Burgers, Bob's Burgers, you know, and that's my Bob's Burgers. I'm not a big Modern Family guy. Yeah, yeah. I hope Fishfuckers is a clean sweep because I was chastised. I was the, the internet was not kind to me after that. <laughs> the internet's the internet's always they cruel, were not right? they were mean about it. The internet uh, is I had always to delete my Instagram for a little bit, Kanye style, <laughs> because they were coming at me with that sauce, and oh, I was oh, ready yeah. to throw hands. Well, uh, speaking of songs, we we uh, will be back next week with some more songs for you. He's guys. in the studios are great. You'll be in the studio. Oh yeah, of my course. schedule is winding down with the boats, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a lot of free time. So we'll be doing a lot in studio, boys. Uh, which also in studio means we'll be able to have guests a lot easier. So we'll get some guests on here, maybe. So you get tired of our voices. Well, Jack, I think is interested. Nice, because we gave him a shout out. That'd last be week. scary. That'd be scary. Yeah. yeah. We, well, we're gonna have to have the censor button ready to rock. <laughs> Which is, we said the C word like eight times this episode. So for needing the censor button, you can only imagine. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of shit's going to go down? But thanks uh, again. That's all I got. That's all I got, folks. Thank you again for listening. Um, Please do follow those polls on Instagram, Twitter, at Deep Thrones Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. And anything else, Chris? That's all I got, man. Thank you, guys. So this is a retweet competition with the Culvers. And thank you, guys. And uh, hey, Khaleesi. Hit me up. Let's go to Kurth, Karth, or Karth. <laughs> <laughs>